All right. So on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, we have Coach Robertson. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Coach. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, man, you guys had a heck of a year this year. I was looking at your schedule. You shut out like the first five teams you played. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. We, uh, we had a little challenge to our kids after we had a shutout the first couple games. Uh, one of our assistant coaches is kind of our uh, – stats historian for the school okay so he slipped it out to our kids after we had a couple shutouts in a row that we'd never started a season with five shutouts before so that that was the goal the first half of the season and Mm. it got to the point we were kind of worried how they were going to react when somebody finally scored on us but uh it was great i think we had uh, seven, if I'm remembering, seven in the regular season, and then had another one in the first round of the playoffs. So it was really fun. Man, that's awesome. So, for, so Coach, I, I started too fast. For the listeners that don't know you, kind of talk about <laughs> where you're from, and then we'll we'll go from there. Let's back, we'll backtrack a step. So um, assistant football coach and head basketball coach and athletic director at Greenbrier West, which is where I went to school back in the Stone Ages. But um, man of many hats and probably struggling to do any of them very well right now. But uh, love my school, love our kids, love the opportunity to, to be a sportsaholic. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It, I've never been to Charm Cove. That's one place I want to get to in our great state. I, I mean, just the way you talk about it and the film that I watch from, from there. I mean, you, you were talking about there's guys like in tree stands up on the sidelines. That's how they watch games. Yeah, that's that's been that's been done before. Uh, we need to I need to look up your schedule and see when your open week is this year and see if we're home and and get you down to a game. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I got to be careful saying this because it's not official yet, but um, nothing happens at our board meeting this week. We're going to be having turf installed in Charmco this offseason. So Ooh. we uh kind of excited about that too. Oh my gosh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Gee whiz. Golly. What uh so what's like the field design? Are you going with Notre Dame or what are, what are you doing? Oh <laughs> uh, that's still actually that was that was a debate with the coaches the last couple of weeks actually. Okay. Are we are we alternating light green and dark green? What are we putting in mm-hmm. the end zone? How big's our logo? What do you do on the sideline? Uh, mm-hmm. They sound like a bunch of, uh, I gotta be careful saying this, but a bunch of females chattering around the dinner table or something about it. Mm-hmm. I was laughing about it. I, I'm just glad that we're not gonna be mowing grass and spreading fertilizer and dealing with mud. I don't know if you ever saw any pictures of our home playoff game, but it was awful in the mud. Yeah. And, as somebody who spent the last, I count COVID as half a year, but the past two and a half years on turf, right. man, once you go turf, it's hard to, like, it, when you when you look back on those days of, like you said, the, the fertilizing and the mowing and the lining, <laughs> like, oh, man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like, well, we lined the field for our playoff game. Uh, Coach Vaughn, one of the guys at our school, has been painting our field for years. He got out and took some pictures of it, saying he was hoping it was the last time we were painting the lines on it. So. Yeah, jeez. And then, 
uh, we've we've all I guess have seen the the terrible line jobs. I'm not saying at your place, but you go to play somewhere and it's like the line is like it's bending one way, then they realize it's bending, then they bend it back. And you're yeah, like, so, so coach Chris Vaughn is who paints our field all the time, and he he was an assistant coach for several years for us, and he has two little boys running around now, so he's kind of paused coaching, but we're trying to get him back with us. But sure, his older brother Kelly is is uh, one of our coaches mm-hmm. and every time we go on the road kelly gets his phone out during warm-ups and takes pictures to send his brother if he ever sees a crooked line or something oh, that looks yeah. bad <laughs> chris yeah. takes a lot of pride in ours though ours usually looks really good yeah from the film i've seen over the years i, I can really say that that's a beautiful cattail in your face by the way <laughs> um but uh oh that is a that's a wonderful feline. I love cats. I'm a cat guy. Yeah. Went through. We had five, and five cats. Uh, found, well, we had five. We found me and the th- my three daughters were driving one night because my wife at the she's pregnant with twin boys, so she was tired. So we were driving. This was in the summer. We didn't know we had twins then, but uh, and we saw these cats crossing the road. And we just stopped the vehicle, and I pulled over the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, how many cats are there? So we're just, we pull cats in. I drive off and we get home. And I ask, and I'm like running inside trying to get stuff for them. I don't even know how many I have. Like, I'm just, I think I have three or four. Ended up being five kittens. So but we got, we, we give them to friends and people. But, and we spent a bunch of money because we fixed them too. <laughs> but it's like, you know, but you don't want to throw them back into the pounds, you know? Right. Like it's, yeah, I just don't kill him because there's. Well, this you know, this is Marino, and I affectionately call him Dan because I'm a Dolphins fan. So, really, yeah, <laughs> man, congratulations to you then, Frick. They made the playoffs. Tonight. Made the playoffs today. I know. I had to do a little celebration, even though they played terrible for weeks. <laughs> hey, so it, it, they got in. You know, that, that's all that's that true. matters at this point. Man, what do you think of their head coach? I think he's a super interesting fella. Very interesting. Very different. Um, mm-hmm. There's sometimes I think he's a genius, and there's sometimes I kind of scratch my head, to be honest. But he's dealt with a lot this year with the Tua stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, new players. And Mm. I think for the most part, he's done pretty well. I know they've had their little losing stretch, but he hasn't had a lot of help either. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of those teams that they had that great finish to the year last year. And then they changed the coaching staff and then right. coming in, trying to reestablish it, get people hurt, have the terrible PR like you were talking about with Tua. I mean, they oh, yeah. <laughs> looks concussed. They take him out. The doctor puts him back in. Yeah. It looks really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife was – he was on the TV and uh, – which is – this is my last day watching t- like TV for 90 days. But um, <laughs> um, she's like, I, I just have can't. to let you know if the Dolphins win. Please do shoot me a text. Uh, like, hey, they win the playoff game. Um, but uh, she goes, I just can't. What did she said? Something like, I just don't understand him or something like that. Because you think of head football coach, then you right. see Mike McDonald and you go, that doesn't fit with my doesn't brain. Doesn't look like a football coach. It doesn't at all. Obviously, he does a great job. I'm not, you know, right. obviously, he's a wonderful football coach, but it's just, man, how, how times have changed in a good way where a guy yeah. that, has those mannerisms and has that appearance can be a football coach. I think that's a cool right. thing. Absolutely. Um, 
so coach talk about your season a little bit you talk about the shutouts but like you talked about you were to call more defense and what's your kind of your your flavor with that and i would love to hear about that well coach vaughn has been our defensive coordinator um most of the last 30 years uh, he took a little break several years ago for a couple of years and i was our defensive coordinator then and when he came back it was you know he was my defensive coordinator when I played. So it was, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this is your show. And I'm not not 100% sure what happened, but back in August when we had a scrimmage, he just he said, I want you to call defense. I'm going to sub kids in and out, and I can watch without thinking about what mm -hmm. calls are. And, you know, we kind of did it together, but uh, he knows I'm a film junkie, so mm – -hmm. He he kind of turned me loose a little bit on on calls and we adjusted mm -hmm. our scheme a little bit this year and I think it really helped us defensively with our personnel. Mm -hmm. Well, good. We'll talk about that a little bit. Con, what did you see and what did you do and why did you make that decision? Well, we've I'm gonna say that we're a base five two cover two look, but we've really struggled having the personnel to run much cover two and. Um, this year we had two corners that were both physical. They were both fine to be on the edge in the run game. And um, we had a couple, we had a free safety that was back who was experienced. And then we had a kid that transferred from Green Bar East that was our strong safety that was uh, maybe our fastest kid, very versatile. Um, let us do a lot of things with our scheme wise, with our strong safety, because we, you know, we'll we'll shift to a four look, which gives us what we call a drop end. Mm -hmm. And our drop end will play an outside linebacker type. Mm -hmm. And our strong safety sometimes will walk up and play an outside linebacker. Um, we just had the personnel that fit us. We, you know, we played seven on sevens this summer and tried to mix man and zone. And it just didn't feel like our kids were very good playing man. So, you know, mm -hmm. last year we played man probably 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. This year, it was probably more like 20%. So mm -hmm. um, just a change in, in how we were thinking. We even, in South Harrison, our playoff game, we played a 5-3 cover one look. And mm -hmm. um, just a lot of, we just, you know, a little versatile look, different ways to attack people based on their, you know, their scheme. So mm -hmm. and we got a lot back for next year and, and has us really excited on what next season can hold to. Yeah. You guys had a heck of a year. I mean, James Monroe had a wonderful year and got the state championship. I think you guys are probably the, you know, out of that area, the second best team for sure of this past right, year. Right. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, of course, Williamstown, as everybody knows how good they are, and Willing Central is always top notch. But we really thought after those two and James Monroe, we were maybe the fourth or fifth best team and, and watching playoffs and, and getting the wheeling, and I was up there and watched the state championship game. I, I still feel we were probably fourth or fifth best team, but mm -hmm. uh, James Nair had our number a little bit, and, and you know they did a great job this year. And really had a lot of size on us up front that gave us problems defensively mm -hmm. trying to stop them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think Class A football in West Virginia is awesome. I mean, I think it, West Virginia high school football is awesome everywhere, but I I find myself in the off season watching Class A football. Because yeah. I was telling, I was telling another coach this. At that level, it's the talent discrepancy is not as big as maybe like AAA. So, you know, when I line up against certain teams in AAA, 
the talent level, either in my advantage or against or at my disadvantage, can be very wide. And obviously, there's teams that are more talented, less talented in single A too. But it seems like it's not as wide, right? Year in and year out. So you're watching like really good football because both teams are kind of evenly matched. And it comes down to you know some coaching. So you're like, oh, okay, I like that scheme. I like this idea. You know, when I watch teams and the guys just throwing like verticals past people and it's touchdowns, I just go, okay, <laughs> like that's great. That guy's much better than the other guy, obviously. But what about when they're equal? Right. You know, what do you do then? And that's, you know, I think that's what I'm, I guess what every coach is looking for, I would assume, when you watch film the offseason. Right. So what do you, what's your opinion on, uh, I know it's being thrown around right now about football going to four classes like basketball has. Oh, man. Uh, well, there's, there's less schools that play football. Um, so I don't know. That, I don't, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you the latest yeah. that I've heard that was tossed around for football. Okay. The 4A would only be 16 teams. So right now in basketball, uh, it's about, I'm going to say 27 to 32 or something okay. like that in each class. Right. So in football, I think the thought behind it is the top one would be a smaller group. Mm. Now what's going to happen? I don't know, but I know that suggestion has been out there. Would all 16 teams make the playoffs? Well, that was, that was the last talk I heard about it was, would they keep that? Would they make four a only eight teams made the playoffs instead of 16. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think they were leaning towards maybe everybody making the playoffs. I know there's been discussion about Mm -hmm. why is football the only sport where, you get to the end of the year and you don't have a chance. So, uh. right, right. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not against it, but I think our point system could use some tweaking. Um, I think that if you play good competition and you lose, you, you should, should get, get something. Something, because I was so. I mean, I always give this example that my coaches here at Buckhannon. When I was at Riverside, we started the 2016 year four and two. Our final four games were Morgantown, who made the semifinals, GW. No, excuse me. The final four games were Spring Valley, who went, made the state championship game, Morgantown, who was in the semifinals, G, GW, and Parkersburg. And we played cl- them all in close games, but didn't make the playoffs because we lost to all four of them. Right. But, like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I'm having to play teams that are going to be in the final four of the state championship game because right. I have to. You know, one of them was in my conference. Right? Spring right. Valley was. And then it was the same deal in 2017. You know, we were, what, we four and four and four, somewhere around there. Yeah, four and four. Then our final two are GW Parkersburg, both of which made the second round of playoffs. Right. And it's like, well, we get nothing for playing those people. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why you don't get like half a point or something like that? You know what I mean? I think that's uh, I think that's being looked at too. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. I was on the competitive balance committee with SSAC, and that was one of the things we threw around. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if something's not thrown out there for. Uh, I don't think it'd be this coming season, but the season after. That'd be good. I mean, I think it would keep. I'm sure you get some of this too because you guys are really good. It's hard to find games because people only get points if they win. So, like, well, why would I go play Greenbrier West when right. I can go play somebody else? So we've had 
we've had three schools within an hour and 15 up hour and 15 minutes of us in the last two years three schools that we've played forever mm. drop us in football mm. so now we have uh pendleton county that's a three-hour trip we have moorfield that's almost a four-hour trip mm-hmm. and the one that dropped us this year didn't tell us until the end of the season you know most people's schedules are already done mm-hmm. we actually got lucky because petersburg who's another almost four hour trip hmm. they already had five home games which we did too mm-hmm. but they agreed to come to us on a one game contract and split the gate so we're oh, actually nice. playing six at home this coming season <laughs> oh man that athletic budget's gonna be looking good for i hope so. West. <laughs> man yeah because i mean i love what our state does with the sports and football i think we do a really good job for what our state is our state's different from other states around us right um as far as population wise the travel schools um the makeup of schools but I, yeah the like in florida i don't know if we want to i don't know if this is the best idea but in florida you get a certain amount of points based on the number of wins the team had the year before so let's say you'll say you made your your 10 game schedule you could already schedule yourself into the playoffs Right. Just by your schedule. Now I don't know if we want to go to that. Right. You know that way, but yeah, I mean I remember because I would talk like and this. This is 2016, 2017 at Riverside. I would talk to Brad Dingus, and he's like, "Man, you guys are better than the team we just played in the first round by like four scores." Right. But it our schedule was such that we had to, you know what I mean? Like you're in that in the yeah. impact back then was really tough. I mean, really, really hard. Uh, it's not so much right now, but it was back. It was back then. Well, you uh, definitely see teams right now that schedule themselves. They dictate their schedule to make sure they get in the playoffs, which, mm-hmm. in a way, I understand. But I also think, you know, especially if you've already won some games, your goal shouldn't be to make the playoffs. Right. I know when we get there, we want to hopefully have already played at least a couple teams that have challenged us and. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal is to win four games in the playoffs, not make it. But <laughs> right, right. And it, I mean, for us, I mean, we we picked up Morgantown this next year, and the thought process is they're an hour away. We have to have six trip plays in our schedule, and so like, why not play them? You know what right. I mean? Like we're, we were traveling to John Marshall to play a triple A game. Well, Morgantown's right right down the street. Now, are we really a triple A school athletically? No. We're like a double A school, but we're right. a single school in the county. Right. So we're triple A because of student enrollment, um, which is a, another fallacy of the classification system is that it's based on enrollment, like or all of it, or even in the four class system, most of it, because that doesn't. I mean, t, what's TCU's enrollment right now? What's their enrollment? A couple thousand kids and they're playing the national yeah. championship. You know, <laughs> like I don't know that enrollment is the biggest determining factor do you think that it's better on the the formula that they're using in basketball right now you think I mean, it's we're, better than pure enrollment i think i think the enrollment percentage should go down i really do um i think in our state urban versus rural is a is the biggest indicator of is your school going to be successful athletically um in certain sports football basketball um you know, like Bridgeport, for example. Bridgeport has 800 kids, but that is, those 800 kids live about 
at most 20 minutes from their school. You know, we have kids that it's an hour and 30 on the bus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not the same. It's just not right. the same. That's uh, not, we have more kids, but we're very rural. I mean, you guys are similar. If you're rural, yeah. you're rural school. Um, you really see it yeah. in, you know, trying to get kids in the weight room. Yes. You know, summer leagues, what seven on sevens, whatever. It's a bigger mm-hmm. challenge when your kids are spread out more and you're further from other schools, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, in AAA, at least, in football, the teams that are typically the best are the teams that are on the border and they're in high or they're higher population. So Charleston, you know, Martinsburg, Parkersburg, Huntington, the Wheeling area, Morgantown, Wheeling. Those of us who are in the heart of the state, there's only a couple of us. There's us, there's Preston, there's Hampshire. That's it. We're we're the only three like true rural AAA schools in football. Um, you know, and then for, shoot, I saw Hampshire's not even playing six AAA's next year. I think they're playing like four, so they they couldn't even. They're not even going to be able to qualify. Can't even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I and I I think that it's great to have that conversation of four versus three. I. <laughs> In four, I have a feeling we'll be Buckingham actually will be in quad A. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, like I, I would rather. Would be you in, be in the top if it was only sixteen? Would you still be in it? That's a great question. I just I know in basketball we are. So I I was right. like assuming I don't know how that works. Yeah, but in basketball it's twenty. I want to say twenty six, twenty seventeen. So okay. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's yeah, I'm interested to see what SSAC does. And I think those guys are looking for solutions because they are. They are. I mean, yeah. they, they do a good job of that. And we're and I used to be on the train, like, why don't we do it like these other states? But I've come to I've grown up and I've realized <laughs> that we are different. We are. Like our our schools are we have way less schools. Our population is a lot less. The time to travel is a ton. I mean, you were talking about playing teams that are four hours away. That's insane to play that during the yeah. regular season. Agreed. I've got a buddy in Virginia, and he was looking at our schedule, and he's like, why in the world are you playing schools that far away? And I said, well, I emailed every Class A and Class AA school within three hours and had two responses. One of them, there was no way we could work the date out, and one of them – wanted to but uh their coach wouldn't agree to it ad wanted to but coach wouldn't so he wouldn't sign the contract so <laughs> mm. Mm. yeah and i think it's scheduling, nice. scheduling is definitely tough if you're winning games in football for sure i know you know bluefield struggles down here every year to fill their schedule and, um some others but yeah and some people just have like nine you'll go and say right. why they had nine games because they were they were good, and right. you know people don't want to play them. And I don't, you know, I don't blame people for not wanting to play them. But they, everybody should have at least ten games. You know, you would. Well, we talked make. about that with ours when we were struggling to find ten. And to me, you know, these kids only get this so many times, and I hate to take a game away from the kids, mm-hmm. even though you know there's an argument that nine helps you if you're going to end up playing a weaker team. Mm-hmm. You know, your average is better without them, but. You know, I just like kids being able to play games because you never know what's going to happen. You want to make the playoffs, but if it doesn't, they only have those limited number of opportunities to play. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. And we have a, I think football, the point system is a good thing. Like, I'm, I'm not like saying it's terrible. I think it's good because it does. Like, you get, it's not like it's sectional, regional because football is just not that way. Um, right. Now, one thing I could see is like, like in Georgia, you have different regions within the state, and the top like X number of teams from that region makes the playoffs. Right. So that's how they do it in Georgia, and it's similar in Florida. It's just called something different. Um, I mean, I could see something like that, but you know, there's there's pluses and minuses to that too. See, know? Virginia has gone to something similar to that too. There's are I think they call them districts. Okay. And I think it helps in some ways, but it also ends up like this year they had a team that was two and eight, I think, in the playoffs with mm. teams in the same class, five and five or six and four, not making it because their district was tougher. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's 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 no easy solution no matter what you do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so you look at the state basketball tournament and or the state baseball tournament and you know, you have teams that are fighting to get into that to the for basketball, the civic center. And you know, what the one team gets in, the other team doesn't, but then the team that wins wins their first round game by like fifty. Right. <laughs> you know, and they and they won their 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 regional is it sectional or regional? That which one's the one before the state championship? I always mix those up. Regional is the last one, yeah. Section's regional. first, then region. So they won their regional by like a point. Then they win yeah. their first round game by you're like, oh man, that's rough. <laughs> you know, they went yeah. by like 50, and you're like, oh, is that the best way to do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then there's pluses and minuses to a point system. You know, it's just, it's Absolutely. just, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just seat them all one through 64, and let's go. <laughs> you well, know you mean? know, I, I don't really think I would be against that. I know some people said, well, you're going to have a bunch of weak teams playing really good teams and you'll have blowouts and i'm like yeah but the kids at least get a chance and mm-hmm. you know once you start the game you never know that's that's kind of the way i look at it well shoot isn't it kentucky where all the basketball teams are in the same same yeah. tournament yes that is freaking cool yeah. <laughs> that is cool and when you when you have the small schools that compete it's like the biggest story of the year for them because yeah. and it does happen sometimes so man that is cool that is so cool um so basketball season are you you ready to rock let's go y'all y'all are kicking it oh gosh we really struggled here early um we won our first game and then we played at wyoming east who's mm-hmm. i want to say sixth or seventh in the state in double a they're always good double a they're always good yeah then we went and played poca who's uh, about the same, you know, defend the state champs. And everyone's yeah. like, well, they lost they lost this and lost that. They're still really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right before Christmas, we played Webster County, who's in our section, a big rival for us. Mm. And they're, uh, I think they're third in the state. They beat us by four. So we were one and three at Christmas, but we'd played three really tough games. And mm. I was feeling pretty good about it. And this past week, we played uh, – AAA Independence and AA Liberty Raleigh at, over in Beckley at a mm-hmm. an all a week long thing and lost both games and going into it felt like we could win both games and mm-hmm. really pro- played the worst we had all year long so uh, I'm a little down on basketball at the moment but 
We You'll get, get uh, right. number one in the state, James Monroe, Tuesday night. So we got a chance to, to there bounce you go. back. <laughs> Man, they must have a great class of kids in football and basketball this this year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you watched them in football any, but mm-hmm. they had I a did. kid, Eli. Eli Allen was their split end that was their big play receiver. Okay. And free safety. And honestly, he's a college free safety. Mm. But he's maybe the best basketball player in the state. He's about mm. six three, six four point guard that can really play. And, mm. yeah. uh, he makes them go, and he's. I'm glad he's a senior. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a player's his, uh, game. His stepdad sure. is actually my college roommate, so I've grown up oh, knowing a lot okay. about him and okay. and wishing him all the best. But I'm I'm getting tired of James Monroe beating us too. <laughs> yeah, the Hokie. So he was a Hokie too, huh? Yeah, he uh, he was. I went to Tech and walked on in football, and he went walked on in basketball. Mm. And we were roommates. And then his last two years of eligibility, he transferred back to Concord. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, was first team all whatever conference they're in his last two years and All-American super basketball player. But yeah. we've stayed best friends for a long time. And uh, just talked to him yesterday, actually, about basketball. So... Hoping Eli, he's he's a little disappointed. He's not getting some bigger schools looking at him. Of course, all the small schools want him, but oh sure, um, he can really play. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for kids in West Virginia, it, it is harder, a little harder to get recruited. I've I've had some guys that I've really tried to push to get recruited and get some offers, and I get it because guys can go to Atlanta or Jacksonville right. or wherever and recruit twenty of that guy. But he's still a yeah. good player. It's just yep. it's going to take you about five hours to get to him. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, on, on a one way, on a one, uh, on a two lane road. You know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what he's going to do. I know he's had a a couple JUCOs and okay uh, prep schools talk to him a little bit too, and I know he's at least considering that route. But he's definitely a great player. It deserves a chance somewhere. So hopefully it'll work out for him. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I love the fact you're 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 giving him some pub on this podcast because that that shows what kind oh, of guy. Oh yeah. Are. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you know we. I know you're not an original West Virginia guy, but I know you've also been here long enough that you love when kids from our state get some yes. recognition and a chance. And mm-hmm. um, I think we have because of what you were saying, we have a lot of kids in West Virginia that slip through the cracks that. Yes, we do. I'm not going to say going to a small school is bad or, you know, that they won't be successful, but we have some kids that could play at bigger schools and never get that chance. I I agree. And, man, the longer that I've lived here, the more I just feel like this is like my home. You right. Because um, ta- I've talked to coaches, man, that coach in other states, and you can tell they're kind of burned out by the rat race of where they are. And I'm just going, I feel good, man. <laughs> Like, right. I feel good. It's not a 24-7, yeah. 12, 12 months a year grind like it is in some places. And I just look at them like, you should come here. <laughs> like, yeah. you should come here because this is a much better quality of life. I mean, I can, there's no no doubt in my mind um, at all. I mean, it's just what a wonderful place to live and, and to coach and teach. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some people out of state, you know, look at West Virginia and and there are some disadvantages to being here, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's so many advantages and and the little things that you don't realize if you haven't been here that that mm-hmm. I think people not from here and haven't been here don't realize. 
Oh, for sure. Like today I went roller skating with my two older daughters. Yeah. I mean, like the small town, West Virginia, man, we were roller skating. You know, we were, we were falling. I wasn't cause I didn't wear skates. Of course <laughs> but, but they were falling and roller skating. I'm like, this is, this is cool. Like this is small town Appalachia. I mean, it's just, it's just at its finest. So what's this twin boys? Are we raising two future stars here in the well, household? Who knows? Either that or priests. You know, I've try, like <laughs> been praying for some priests. Um, but somebody, I told somebody the other day that we're st- we're trying to start our own um, co-ed intramural basketball team here. Um, there you go. But yeah, I mean, some some testosterone in the house. Two boys do the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah. yeah. Coach Nutter, my good buddy. It's he teaches and coaches uh, track and cross country at St. Mary's, but he's okay. Tyler Consolidated's basketball coach. Oh, nice. I was talking to him today. His wife is same way. I think her due dates, I want to say three weeks maybe, but they were at the doctor yesterday, and he thinks it's going to be any day, so they're excited. Wow, man, that's that's very similar to us. That's so cool, man. That is so cool. Yeah. Tyler Consolidated has one of the nicest football fields in the state, by the way. I've seen some film of theirs. Like, what the yes. heck? Their gym is super nice, too. It's a really nice school. We went up and played there. Uh, the year before COVID, okay, he had started coaching up there, and he's like, "Let's let's play." And mm-hmm. we took our team up there. And the next year, he was going to come to Charmco, and we were going to start alternating. Mm-hmm. Then COVID happened, and that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. uh, scheduling last year was still kind of a nightmare, falling out of that. But mm-hmm. he's paying me the trip back. They're supposed to play in Charmco on the twenty first, I think. Nice. So. He's hoping that that baby comes before then so he can still make the trip. So. There, there you go. Because if he's not there, you know what happened. He'll be like, hey, I got to Yeah, stay. yeah, yeah. He's worried about it, but I'm hoping it's any day. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us, man. This has been great just catching up and talking all things football and classification and basketball. I always appreciate your uh, your wisdom. Absolutely, man. Let's do it again this summer and uh, get ready for football season this July or August. That sounds good to me. Are you guys doing any 707 stuff this summer? We do. Absolutely. Okay. Do you guys host anything or do you usually go out different places? We um, we have not hosted, but if the turf is ready, we probably will. I'm not okay. sure what the timeline of that is. We go okay. to Nicholas County once a week. Um, oh, okay. And then we go to uh, last year, we went to Sissonville one time. We went to Clay County. Um, we try and get out to some different places. And, and really, if there's any up your way, mm-hmm. let me know. I'd love to bring some kids up one week and, and play. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to do one in our place. I think because we have a really nice facility. I mean, we have a really good. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, and to be able to do something like that, I think that would be good. So yeah, yeah. Keep we'll us in mind, and I, you know, I got a lot of contacts down this way. We could probably get some other teams to come up too. Okay, that would be great. Well, shoot, we'll we'll be texting and talking, and uh, we'll get that set up. Absolutely, Thank- man. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon.